I don't know what it was. He's walking upright like a man. Sightings in and around Vermont. Bigfoot sightings across New England have been reported. Red glowing eyes, about seven feet tall. Red eyes, big old fangs, claws coming out through. Three inches long, you know, just sharp as they could be. There has been another UFO sighting flying over the Royal Botanic Gardens. There are 500 UFO sightings in the world every month. The truth is out there. Got myself that time. But <laughs> it, listen, I wanted to make sure. You need to wear special clapping gloves so you don't hurt your hands when we try to sink our yeah. tracks. You see, you're talking about special clapping gloves, but then at that point, I might as well just buy a clapper like you have. <laughs> this thing is, it, it's haggard, by the way. It's half a clapper at this point. <laughs> I mean, real realistically speaking, you just need the top part. Yeah, I just need right? the top bit, yeah. The part yep. that makes the clacking noise. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or you could get one of those uh, clickers that, that, that uh, Greek guy or whatever trains dogs with. Caesar Milan. Oh, uh, Caesar Milan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, get some of is those. Is he Greek? I don't know. I mean, his name is Caesar. So yeah, but that's not Greek. It's what? Where's Caesar from? It's, Caesar is a Rome. Is is yeah Italian? Ah, Roman. Okay, yeah. he's Roman. Well, he's Italian. Well, Romans Romans don't exist anymore. I mean, that's just because you don't believe hard enough. God damn it. This guy's face so, melted. What? Oh, I'm looking at statues. So uh, we talked about this at length in the uh, in the Discord, but um, a car, a certain card game has completely imploded. Eat shit, and I'm so happy. It is the funniest shit. Uh, for those of you who don't know, MetaZoo the Worst looking card game in the Rest history in of card games. Wait, huh? they, it was a card game. They jumped on the NFT bandwagon. Yeah. Well, okay. So it was made to to capitalize on the the TCG, um, the TCG boom of 2020. Right. Yeah. The already um, not oversaturated market. <laughs> yes. So. But basically what ended up happening was a bunch of... There was a few influencers, um, like King Pokemon, uh, Steve Akoi... Um, Aoki? And if, Aoki. That's it. Wow. Good job, John. <laughs> um, but yeah, Steve Aoki, uh, uh, King Pokemon, people like that. Uh, Rudy from fucking Alpha Investments. Fuck that dude. Um, <laughs> they They all, like, created this like nightmare scenario in which a bunch of people were all like oh this is gonna be the next pokemon like the real like the original pokemon which by um, the way that's every new tcg mm -hmm. there were pokemon again by the way anytime there's a tcg anytime there's something that says we're going to be the next x they're not no they're not going to be they're like, not. The only time something's going to be good is if you have, like, uh, uh, Dundero in your life who's like, hey, this shit's cool. And then you play it for a few weeks and stop. Well, but then, but, but even then, even then, the number of things that we've abandoned. <laughs> That's true. 
It was a good time. It's not. Good times were had. They weren't sustained. And I, then another I, listen, good time I happened. I spent a lot of money on Carfight Vanguard. I so much. sold a fucking... I sold so many I, magic cards to get Carfight Vanguard cards. I had a I had a, a deck called Waifu Tamers. You know, it was it was a lot. Yeah, that was fun. Um, yeah, then I threw it into the I, I pitched it into the sea and just gave it to a random person. All my cards <laughs> one day. Um, but yeah, so uh, Metazoo's dead, and I would feel bad for the people who play it if one, uh, the person who won the most recent tournament only if it, if it weren't for the fact that they only won because it was their birthday oh. because there are mechanics in the game based on like they call it fourth wall breaking wait wait wait, wait 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 your... they, is this a tcg that has baked in in standard unset stuff yes oh my god which is terrible um oh. because and i think i think we've talked about this i talked about it on a stream that i did once but um there's a card uh, in MetaZoo that gives you bonuses on the basis of what your your nationality. Yeah. Um, basically, there's an Uncle Sam card that if you're American, you just do better if you have it. That's so, I love Un, but also for people who aren't as deep into ma- if you have surface level knowledge of Magic, <clears throat> good card game. They have a special series. That starts with un. It'll be like un. What? What? Uh. Unglued, un, unstable, unhinged, and un. There's another one. Un. What's the space one? Anyway, anything that starts with un is a set that you can't use in standard, but it has all these fun, wacky, goofy rules. Well, sort of. That, that the most recent Unfinity allowed you to. Unfinity, use some of the you cards can use stum in standard. Anyway, yeah. they um they have fun like. You can build decks specifically against John, where it's like, if it's after 5 p.m. and your opponent's wearing glasses, then that guy's fucked. It's great. But to have that baked into a standard game seems kind of... Bad. Bad, yeah. It's really bad, actually. It's it's kind of the opposite of, like, a game that is reasonable and, like, solvable and, like, enjoyable to players. You need a really solid core rule set that's it, easy to understand and then build off of it. And if the building off of it includes stuff that's just like, I guess, bias, maybe just wacky, weird stuff. Um, so, uh, yeah, basically. But but the other problem is like that stuff is fine, but you should probably not be in a collectible card game environment if yeah. you're doing that. Um, also, uh, the Uncle Sam card I was talking about has a, an attack called Liberty Smash. Um, uh, this beastie enters the arena awakened and gains when uh, gains a symbol when contracted if there is an American flag with an eyesight. Liberty Smash. Liberty Smash's damage is equal to 20 times the number of American citizen casters in this game. Meaning, if, if you're not in America, the card's worthless. <laughs> That's why i don't know it, it's 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 one of those things that like it, it's one of those things that people think sounds like a good idea on paper right like it's a uh like oh this is so clever i'm so smart for this right it, it seems like a, there was a room with 10 people in it in a fucking we work that were all just like yeah bro yeah let's fucking check yeah 
Well, I mean, I think the problem is the dude who designed it is not a uh, a guy who actually designed games or like the one who was like had had like the final say in a lot of stuff, right? So he didn't they the people who were in charge didn't actually understand why people like playing games. <laughs> it it was just it was just a like it was just a rug pull like from the beginning. Yeah. Um but uh there was one other thing um uh, that I remember. Oh yeah, so there's another card f- for based on the Fresno Nightcrawlers, right? Um, yeah. Oh, them, by, the by the way, the whole fun wacky video. The whole thing, the whole thing is based on cryptids, and they had a recent set called Native um, that had a bunch of Native American stuff in it, and like they had a, they have a bunch of like they had a bunch of um, charity organizations, and I don't think that they actually ever made it to the people who they said they were going to make it to. So, you know. Um, that's been whatever. a thing recently with influencer packed things yeah yeah i mean don't just give to the, the just 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 give donate to the, directly. the charity here's the yeah. deal donate direct to a charity never donate at like a fucking petco or a walmart or whatever because all that's doing is they take your money oh never donate it and then they take that as a big old fucking tax write-off mm-hmm. donate direct to the place don't let some other company use you to like not never never go through someone else yeah don't like, eat direct the that money, way you, the- you, make sure you know it's gonna go where you want it to go and make sure it's not being used for uncharitable reasons on you know using charity as an excuse make sure make sure the money hits where you're aiming for yeah. right don't don't like have it stop anywhere along the way yeah you know um, but anywho, the uh, the the Fresno Mike Nightcrawls card uh, requires you to not wear pants when you're using it Oh hell yeah! Um, but yeah, so it's a well-designed card game. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> oh shit! That's ten minutes. All right. <laughs> so welcome to Cryptopedia, an exploration of the myths and legends that haunt the human mind. Where each week we'll take you on a journey exploring the mysteries of the world, tackling tales of. Monstrous folklore, the paranormal, and the thing that definitely lives under your bed. I'm Brandon. I'm John. I recite that I from act- memory now. Yeah, I never say it, so I, I can't. So, same for you. <laughs> uh-huh. There's... God, I want a flipper zero. Anyway. um, Let's see. This is going to be part two of Arcana UFO. And Wait. Yeah? Really? Yeah. It's did we in, do part when did we do part one we did part one pre so i'm gonna do a, a quick summary oh my of god part one. it's been that long yeah holy shit yeah <laughs> okay so i saw it in the thing and i was about to be like brandon you didn't you didn't put the thing in it because we've already talked about the varhina varhina ufo right yeah no that's just part one. Oh, brandon yes brandon this just reminded me because varhina is is brazil and there were some Brazilian people on the show that I was watching. Um, you remember the Duolingo uh, dating show? Yes. That they like made a, a fake video for. Yeah. Um, and it looked amazing, right? I would watch the shit out of that. Yeah. They made that a real show without the Duolingo owl. Oh hell yeah! Wait, on it's what called app? Love and Translation. Hey, love and. Uh, translation. Uh, what are you on? TLC. Okay. Do I have well, yeah, any way to course. steal from TLC? Uh, it's on. It's on Max. Oh, I have Max. 
Let me rephrase that. So my parents have Macs and don't know it, and it's all under my account. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a uh, it's literally it's literally that show. So it's it's but instead of like that, like the way that they have it set up, it's three so dudes good. from America, three white dudes from America. Oh, and I then just by a, looking at the screenshot, <laughs> a bunch of women from like all over the world there's somebody from i think there was somebody from korea there's somebody from japan there's several from brazil several from spanish-speaking countries one person from germany um and it's it's a thing to watch is all i can really say and like i'm gonna brandon there's a scene in the show in which two of the people are on a date Right, as dates and do. yeah, it, it's one of the like one I'm of the like challenge show. things, right? And they're at like a, a like a like a you know those caves that have like the the grottos and like you can swim in them in like Mexico and yeah uh, in Southern America, yeah. So like one of those exists, and the dude's getting in the water, and as he's getting in the water, the woman keeps saying. I can't swim in her language of choice. <laughs> That's and he keeps amazing. like insisting that she comes into the water. And for some reason, she enters the water. Oh, God. And she nearly drowns. That's so good. <laughs> she's, 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 she's clawing at him, going, help, help. And he's like, dude, I, she's really into me. She's all over basically, me. <laughs> basically. And you know what the worst part is? Yeah. They, they like, kiss. They, like, make out after that, if my memory is correct. Well, like, yeah, what else are you going to do after you almost die? Are you going to wrap your smoochers around the closest thing to you? The thing that probably that almost murdered you, but whatever. nothing gets my gears going than not being able to breathe. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brandon, you say that, but that's like totally that's a, thing. a thing. That's totally a thing. That's, su- that's like the most thing a thing can be. Like oh God, I have to watch this. I'm gonna leave that tab open so I don't forget. That's so good. It's, Let me close. It's, it, I don't want to look at Julius Caesar. I want to look at these people. Um. Uh, so as a quick recap, because it's been a hot minute, and I haven't really read through this, so I might have already written a recap. <laughs> I, I s- there is not a recap. Uh, there is a quick summary. Roger and company were interviewing girls who had seen an alien crouching near a brick wall. Oh, okay. So I'll just add on to the recap that's in there to, to play catch up. So we're going to say <clears throat> uh, we're covering Vargina UFO. This is part two. The primary source for this episode is UFO Crash in Brazil, a genuine crash with surviving ETs, published in 2005 by foot guy Roger K. Lear. I do want to say, if you have to say a genuine in your title, I question everything you're about to say to me. I just like, I feel like it's an underutilized word now, because it feels a lot like, yes, what you'd imagine is in all the snake actual snake oil pitches from like... Sweeney Todd like t- vendors back in the day, but I, I like the word genuine. The the demon the demon barber fleet sweet Sweeney Todd. Yeah, yeah, I fucking okay love that movie. Um, it's also a musical. The songs are great. Get over it. It's so good. Um, so as a quick summary of where we left off, Roger and company were interviewing the girls who had seen an alien crouching near a brick wall. 
um, that's all the recap I wrote to summarize the last one. Um, there was a UFO crash. Some girls were walking home from work and they saw a creature squatting near a wall. They ran away. Um, it came out later from the local, I forget if it was a general or police, but it was, um, uh, Medinho, which was a, the local unhoused guy. And, um, we had a photo of the illustration and of Medino in episode one. And mm. they were like one in one to one, like the exact yeah. same. They were identical. So that's what that was. Um, there were also tales of, um, bodies being brought to the a, a local hospital uh, which there was a military presence there but like the local they have big trucks and they do deliveries that it was probably just it was probably just standard corruption yeah so it was just standard stuff someone one official made a comment like oh there was um uh, a couple that had just given birth so if anyone saw anything weird it was probably one of the people in the which also don't go spy on pregnant ladies <clears throat> anyway but that's where we're going to pick up so that happened and we're going to pick up with him interviewing these people um who, who have claimed to make this uh Bira, and i'm sure he's not i'm sure he's not going to lead them in any way shape or form with this with what he's absolutely asking. not you will see as this goes on because this is going to be interview heavy um mm-hmm. Best interviewer fucking ever. Um, he's also being accompanied by Mr. Ujibara, Bira for short, um, who is a local UFO researcher, and they have a big UFO research center over there. Um, okay. So Bira, this guy who he met when he landed, and he was met by, like, the mayor, too, when they got off the plane, um, had requested to be taken to the exact spot where the incident occurred, and, and the girls agree, the three girls, and he was able to investigate the area where the creature was crouching. He apparently found a hole in the ground about the size of a large pen. I'm assuming he means like the diameter, the le- like the length, the diameter of the hole is the, like the length of the pen. I, I imagine so. Th- that's what because like to guess. otherwise, otherwise that's just like the smallest hole. Yeah, so I'm, I'm picturing a hole that's a pen in diameter and a pen in depth because that's the only unit of measure that I have. Um, so like maybe. Maybe five by five inches, roughly. Yeah, like five, ish. five, six around five, six deep is what yeah. I'm going to picture in my head. Yeah, um, um, I do. I do want to take a second to say uh, they have a picture of the the women, the girls who yeah. uh, saw the thing, and <laughs> it's just three girls like spiking the camera and holding their hand off to the side, like not what, even what? like. Like not even authoritatively, they're just like very loosely like it was over here. Uh, yeah, I think they're pointing at the hole, and none of them look happy to be there. It, it, see, no, not a by single the look one. On their faces, they they they. It's clear they were like, "Fine, we'll take you." To, and then he's like, "All right, no, all you no no stand here." Like he posed them, and then he's like, "I right, look at the camera." Like they look very. This is a family portrait at the end of Thanksgiving, and it's the fifth fucking time the dad's trying to take the picture. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Like, you couldn't have tried to make a picture look worse. Like, this is is peak terrible, right? Because, like, you know what the worst part about this picture is? What is it? It It has simultaneously no context while being too close, right? So, like... Like it's well, actually, but well, being too far, rather, it has also, no context, but it's too far away. You can't really see the hole. You can see it's 
there's tall grass. I'll say it's maybe two, three feet tall and like hunched over because of its length. And they're in like a little like dirt spot where it's a clearing. So I think maybe they're showing a clearing. I can't see a hole. No. It's too close. Like, to, you can't see the top of the wall, so you have no sense of, of like, scale how large where you the are. area itself is. Yeah. It, it's it's remarkable in that it's too far away from the subject to be useful, but it's too close to the subject to be useful as well. Yeah, it's, it's too close. So you can neither see the area as a whole, and they're all standing in the spot you want to see. So you can't see the spot they're trying to highlight. Um, yeah, it it it's uh it's questionable. And there was some inclement weather since that night, so no other evidence was apparent. The wall, by so the way, in weather had hap- weather had happened. Weather happened. You can kind of tell that, like the dirt isn't dried. It, everything's kind of like okay. damp there. I, I thought for a second when I read that the first time, like inclement weather happened, so they didn't like look harder. Right? As though, like, <laughs> as though they, like, couldn't go back. No, it, it rained during that day. So, like, okay. that's why, like, also, if you look at the grass, it's kind of, like, leaning over a little bit. The dirt looks damp. So, here's why the size of the hole matters, Brandon. Yeah. Because if it was a large pen across, it could just be earthworms at that point. It could be anything. <clears throat> it could have been there used to be a rock there, and the guy that, like, comes by every other week to mow it was like, I should probably take this rock out so I don't fuck up my lawnmower blades. Like, it could, it could have been anything. Um, and the, the ground is dirt with uh, a lot of tall grass. Um, yeah. Right now, my thoughts going back to the last episode where we mentioned uh, Madinho, the, the local in-house man, crouching in a clearing in tall grass over a hole in the ground near a wall. Oh, taking a shit. And the girls mentioned a foul odor from the yeah. alien. I'm thinking there's a non-zero chance they came by Medino taking a shit. Also, I, I want to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was taking <laughs> shit. <laughs> He's taking a shit. The grass is tall. There's a clearing. Yeah. There's a wall. So you're semi-like private yeah. or you have a thing to lean against. <laughs> Listen, if I was unhoused and I needed to take a shit, this is a pretty good place to take a shit. It's a solid spot. <laughs> it's a solid outdoor place to take a shit. Yeah. Like... It's somewhat like, private, and if you're crouching, the grass is kind of at head height. Like it's yeah, like you're not gonna, you're gonna, you're going to hide most of the bits. Yeah, if that's happening, it's you know, even if I'm not unhoused, if I'm just in a bad way, that's a good spot. <laughs> and you have been in a bad way. I've made your parents pull His, a car over. So I can historically, <laughs> historically, that has happened. I have shit outside in front of your parents. <laughs> that was very funny. We were so close back to my house too. It was there was no way it was <laughs> it was a dire dire situation. It was really funny. Oh, it, it's funny because every time I pass by it, I just think of that. <laughs> hey, Brandon pooped there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, in fact, the very next portion of the interview is in regard. Regards to the girl's mother, Luisa Helena Fatima de Silva, which great fucking name. I love a pretty good name. I love a five part name. Uh, Mm -hmm. Who who reported a strange smell in the park around 4 p.m. Also, my typical uh, poop poop time. Uh, (laughs) It is when I get home from work. 
Uh, although when Lear interviewed, uh, she denied the smell. Uh, the smell has become... So what you're, what you're telling me, what you're telling me, it was Louisa who was the one who did the poop. She, she's the mad pooper. She's the mad pooper. She's the one who pooped the bed. She was the one who pooped... Have I? No, I've never pooped the bed. Um, <clears throat> I've pooped the couch. Uh, the smell has become a pretty recurring theme in uh, the case, however. Uh, the evidence to support it is lacking, which is... It's a very subjective thing that when you go back, and what are the odds it's going to be there? Um, There's only one smell in my life that has been memorable enough that after the fact I can remember the smell. Is it the one and that, that was the your former car? The one that almost caused me to get into a car accident because yeah. it was so bad. <laughs> yes, that one. Uh, that was that was a nightmare. I feel bad, and but the it's, it's funniest also... fucking thing that ever happened. It was so funny. It never left the car. No, it didn't. That car had a smell for the rest of its life. It was always there. I'm convinced it probably still is making smells to this day. <laughs> Whoever has it. So I, I've been eating some, um, I cook a lot, but I, I tend to not eat what I cook that day <clears throat> and tend to eat because I don't like it when food goes bad. So I'll eat, I'll make something nice and be like, we've got some leftovers still. So I'll just have those because I don't want to throw anything out. Um, so I've been doing that. I made some soup and I, I had it in the freezer, pulled it out. Let's just say I've been eating old food. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So I have a CPAP machine that I keep in the corner of the room and the hose is, is like six mm-hmm. feet long. I wear that when I sleep and I sleep with my back to my wife and child. Because um, mm-hmm. they don't want to hear if my CPAP ma- like sl- it makes like a, like a Darth Vader sound. So I just, <sighs> yeah, yeah. So, so uh, you know, I, I, to be respectful, I face away from them. But when I've been eating old food, what that also means is that I have oh, death, no. death farts all night facing them. And Brandon. my source of air is away from the farts, so they're over there dying, and I'm sleeping like a fucking baby with nice fresh it, air being pumped into my lungs. Not only that, but it's like actively being like filtered. Yeah, yeah. God damn it! You're a monster. Oh, there's. I've had a few complaints the last few nights. <laughs> They're just like, she's just like, it's so bad, it's so bad. And I'm like, I don't know. My air is fine. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It yeah. smells great in there. Much. Like, it's great. It's humidified. It's filtered. I clean it frequently with um, tincture of green soap. So there's a light smell of lavender too. <laughs> <laughs> You're a monster. Oh, it's fun. History's greatest monster, Brandon Boyer. (laughs) I'll take it. Um, Although for my idea to be true for objective evidence of a smell, there would have had to have been evidence left within the hole, but the rain may have washed it away if you're picking up what I'm putting down. I mean, also, he might have just picked it up. We don't know. The dude's name is Mahino. Mahino. He might have like, tried to like at least just like throw it in the grass where someone might not step on it. Maybe. Like, dude's dude's name literally has mud in it. Yeah, it could be his spot, and he might be like, I don't want my spot to fill up with with waste. So other I'm gonna, people shit. Yeah, so I'll just do it. Throw that shit in the garbage can, and then uh, keep his spot nice, so fresh, so clean. God damn it. Uh, what Lear describes next as a rumor. In your quotes, uh, I take his meaning in this context that he was unable to have witnesses 
confirm it in person during the on-camera interview, is that four men in white Armani suits visited her and her husband and offered them a large sum of money to say that their daughters were lying about seeing an alien creature. Um, and they left in a tiny, uh, 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 a navy blue 1994 Lincoln Continental. Okay. That's so specific. It's so like, specific. I'm pretty sure someone made that up and just told the UFO guy. Like, that is obscene. Like, I would, ne- like, if so- I saw someone dressed in a suit, I'd be like, they're dressed in a suit. My brain would never in a million years think, oh, it's an Armani suit. I wouldn't even know what an Armani suit looks like if I somebody was tell wearing you what an, Armani an Armani suit. suit looks like. I can't tell you what year a car was fucking made by looking at it. Yeah. Like that I can too. give you the decade maybe. I can be I can be like, I don't know, like nineties to aughts. Yeah. At best. Yeah, you're like, it looks like how cars looked fucking 20 years ago like that that's the best i could do i can't go oh yeah that was a uh uh 2004 honda civic like i can't and even do that. then even then that's like questionable how far back i can, how like how accurate i can get with that yeah because like uh, a delorean was made and you know they, they made deloreans recently for some god they reproduce them reason. so it's not they're not manufactured by delorean they're manufactured by someone else who picked up the um I forget the word. I'll say license, knowing that it's wrong. But some other guy started yeah. making them privately because DeLoreans are fucking rad. Yeah, but they're also like made of solid, like solid steel. They're sheet so they have steel. like they're like the worst mileage ever. They're yeah, they're 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 honestly they're if the Cybertruck was a sedan. Kinda yeah, yeah. kinda except uh probably safer. Oh, way fucking safer. I it saw doesn't some take shit. much, though. That shit will... There's, doesn't have Did a crumple zone and just fucking shatters at, like, 20 miles an hour. <laughs> Did you see the carrot video where somebody put a carrot in between the, the, the like, the joint on the Cybertruck that has, like, the auto-close feature? No. And it just, like, churned straight through the carrot. It, like, cut through it like butter. Oh, God. Which, for those of you who don't know, a carrot is an analog for a human finger. Well, also, just so you know, like, Tesla's not a car manufacturer. They don't make money from selling cars. They make money by selling electric vehicles to gain carbon credits to resell to other companies like GM or Ford who aren't earning. So that they're churning out carbon credits and just pissing out the shittiest fucking cars they can. Mm -hmm. There was a, a, a guy had a flat at the gas station near my house. So I ran out to my car and, and got some fi- fix a flat. And I was like, hey, let's go. You know, I've got this. Let's, I'll help you with your tire. And he's like, no, it's a blowout. I was like, all right, I'll help you. Like, jack up the car. I'll help you with your spare tire. And he's like, oh, there's no spare. And I was like, what you, there's no spare? And he goes, yeah, it's a Tesla. So they don't come with spare tires. To be fair, my car didn't come with a spare tire either, um, which there's, sucks. Newer cars, apparently, there, which sucks, come with, like, Fancy fix a flat, like a, a yeah. It sounded like it's not. Wor- it's bad. It's shit. Yeah, yeah. That's... If you have a blowout, you're fucked. Which for me has been the only thing that's ever happened, basically, with tires. Actually, that's yeah. not true. I did have a flat once. We have but... just wild fucking potholes. Yeah, yeah. They're fucking... anywho. 
Yeah. Anywho. Mudhino, get back, <clears throat> getting back to shit and uh, the fucking clear lie. The clear lie, yeah. The clear lie about men in white. So Lear was able to interview the girls on camera individually, and he opens with uh, Valkyra asking her how well, well she remembers that day's events. Uh, and a reminder that this is in 2005, nine, nine years after the incident occurred. Um, I'm going to be... Huh. Removed- Huh? Huh. Yeah. Huh. I'm going to say, he didn't show up in a timely fashion. I appreciate the effort. He showed up in person, plane ticket on his, right out of his own bank account, Uh flew a buddy over. So he's going to the spot, putting in the work. The time thing kind of, the time thing kind of hurts. The the time thing hurts him. It does. I gotta say, he's, he's definitely noticeably fucked by the time thing. Absolutely. And I'm going to be removing chunks of the conversation and just leave the meaty parts. Um, okay. And she replied, oh, I remember them very well, just as if they happened yesterday. Um, he asked her to tell him what happened. And she said, the three of us, we were on our way home from work when we saw a very strange sight. There was some sort of creature in a crouched position by a wall. I'm pretty sure it's Madino taking a shit. First, we thought Probably. it was some young kid but as we got closer we realized it was not a kid Lelaine screamed and we all turned and ran home I, I will s- it's a fair reaction I'm gonna say nothing in what they just said discounts the possibility that it was Medino. yeah 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 this is all in line this is literally the same thing I would say if I saw a man taking a shit yeah uh, so Lear said uh, can you describe what you saw and she replies it was some sort of creature, and it was in the kneeling position with its head toward, turned towards the wall. It was not moving, just crouching there. <laughs> so this is consistent with our current theory. Hypothesis. Our hypothesis. It, our hypothesis has not been disproven. No. <laughs> we haven't had we haven't we haven't found sufficient evidence to reject the hypothesis. <laughs> Correct. Uh, what did the creature look like? And she replies, I did not see it for a long period of time because I was so frightened. I also what? turned and ran away. It was horrible what? looking. Brown in color with oily skin and a large head. It had what looks like veins bulging out of its neck. Oh God, maybe Mahino <laughs> needs some fucking fiber. It was a fucking struggle shit. Oh no. <laughs> Someone get this man some like I don't know high fiber bread or something. Get get him some whole grains. So, also none of the reports I read in doing research because I read all the reports and articles, not just this book. None of them said maybe this guy was taking a shit. We've got the scoop on this. How how is how is taking a shit not the thing that people went to? Especially after you saw the picture from episode one bulging veins he's not looking at us not making eye contact he's facing the wall is it a clearing over a hall there's so much evidence pointing to man taking shit (laughs) now keep in mind there's no proof but there's no proof there's no proof but i will say if you're just weighing like the two options so far and man taking shit or a literal alien yeah and the probability or the likelihood of each one having occurred one weighs more than the other. A little bit. 
Uh, Lear asks her, did you see its eyes? And she said, I only saw a glimpse of them. It turns its head towards us just as it started running away. Its eyes were large and red in color. <laughs> did you <Poor> all... <laughs> it's a struggle shit. Like... I, just, I just feel bad for him because this man was taking a shit and like he's just getting roasted. <laughs> and he probably doesn't even know. So he asked her if they all ran away together or was it just you that ran away first? And she said, we all ran away together, but I might have been the first. Um, Were you the only ones at the time to see the creature? It was only we. That's a weird. I cut out a lot before that, but that's a weird. I mean, that's also going through a translator. I think that might be translation. Yeah. Yeah. It's going. He has a translator there with him on camera. So this is a there's going to be some of that going on. Um, yeah, that that sounds like a translation glitch more than it does like, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then Lear says, uh, did you notice if there was any smell when you arrived at the site where the creature was kneeling? Val said there was no smell. So this is the first part that that perhaps it's not just a guy taking a shit. To be fair, if I see someone taking a shit, I'm not going to smell it immediately. Not going to smell it. The wind could have been moving in a more favorable Uh direction if you're the onlooker. Uh, Since you live in this area, you've probably seen lots of animals from the surrounding jungle area. Did this look like an animal to you? And Val says, no, this was not an animal. Um, What did you do when you arrived home? And she says, we were very frightened and we told our mother. What did she do, if anything, says Lear? And uh, Val continues, uh, there was another lady there, our neighbor, and she took my mother back to the spot uh, where we had seen the creature, which hopefully Medino had wrapped up business by then, because that'd just be awkward to see someone and then they come back. Like, man, if he was having a struggle shit, though, he like there is a real chance that he could have still been there. He could have still been there. There's Mm -hmm. fucking. He just hid better. I have a bidet. And I gotta say, bidets are fucking amazing because there's they'll uh, they'll get the gears rolling if you do a pre-fire, and that shit'll just bloop right out. It's it's magical. It's fucking magical. And also, did you know when you're when you finish pooping, you're not done pooping because if you go give it that that fire, uh, turn the knob a little bit, there's a second shit. There's a second there shit. There was a shit behind the first shit. There's a smaller shit behind the first shit. And also, I'm not the only person. Because I have conversations with people who also have bidets. And we all have second shits. If you're not using a bidet, you're fucking up. <laughs> my water is so fucking cold in my house. Branded. It's They make heated ones. I don't have a heated one. I will say Mine's it's wintertime. So the cold pipes really wake you up in the morning. It's too cold. It's too cold. I, I tried to install the bidet. Well, I had... Okay. I had a I had one of those fucking dope-ass Japanese, like, washlets yeah. that had, like, everything. A Toto? Yeah. I fucking love that thing. But I bought one that was the wrong size for the toilet, so then oh. I returned it. And then I never bought a new one. And that's the story. Get a tushy. I got a tushy. It's um, I it's have not a, a full I have seat a... cover. It's just slides under the back under the two um bolts. I I have one in in case of in case of uh, catastrophic toilet paper meltdown again. It it also saves it's... you so much toilet paper. It's you're just doing a wipe to dry off. It's completely clean. Saves you so much toilet paper money. So back to Mahino. 
anyway, who didn't have a bidet. Lear says, did she also see the creature? And Val said, no, it was gone when we arrived. She was the only one to see the footprints in the ground and in the place where the tall grass had been pushed down. Um, Lear questions here uh, took a turn. It seemed as if he was trying to see if she was abducted by aliens. Um, so Lear says, at any point in time after this event happened, did you have any strange dreams? And Val replies, uh, it was about three months after this happened. I dreamed I was flying and seeing stars and planets and stuff. It was really weird and I felt rotten when I got up in the morning. I must have gotten a cold or something. What? <laughs> that, uh, uh, that doesn't, what? What are you questioning? I mean, that, okay. So, I feel like. Do you have an issue? I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like I don't agree with this protocol exactly. It also only gets better from here. Yeah, I mean, uh, all right, continue. Um, and here is where I would like to call bullshit. I've had strange dreams before, and if you ask me, even a few months after, um, shit. If you ask me, like a couple days after, I wouldn't be able to recall when they were or be able to give this much detail and this was nine years after the event and the girls had never said they thought it was an alien they only call it a creature or devil in quotes um i suspect uh, that in the years since that the event it blew up and this was an obvious question by a ufologist about abductions and that she just made that shit up on the spot yeah i mean so <laughs> I don't remember my dreams like five seconds after I wake up. No, they go away I, pretty fast. I, I, I have taken notes, like you know, like how people have dream journals. Yeah. Sometimes if a dream is like really fucking weird, I'll take notes on it, and I do have one. Yeah. Right here, which and you know, as of course, everyone loves to hear other people's dreams, right? Yeah, it's um, the best. Yeah, so let's see. Central wisdom, central not feasible. Arch good, difficult. Oh, okay, that's a different thing. Glass. Okay, that was that was a game. You know what's even more fun? Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> weird dream about either the monsters or Adam's family. Lived in a weird mobile home. Road trip. Cameos from Wayne's World on Highway <laughs> by Tom Hanks on a Rhino. <laughs> Headless Gravekeeper Head scared several creatures black inversion of scared white. Uh, various creatures lose color from cleaning. Monsters colors. I totally remember having a version of this dream before. Villain killed by bomb of own making, own making by maybe Wednesday? Question mark? You have some of the best dreams. <laughs> um, so, like... <clears throat> Tom yeah. Hanks on a rhino is my favorite part. Tom Hanks on a rhino. <laughs> Tom Hanks on a rhino. That's really all there is, right? That's the best part. I, I, I have... I, I think I have other ones, but I'm not going to find them right now. There's yeah. a bunch of things about me, like, getting out of my own way. Something about a stud... A self-esteem diary. 
some notes from a research product, uh, some of the some of the various trading cards I need. Stomach ache so bad my back hurts. <laughs> <laughs> my notes are are weird, but anywho, the point is, I forget my shit super quick. You and you 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 had to flip through a book. To get to Tom Hanks on a rhino. Pretty much. And, like, I feel like that's something that you should remember. Yeah. Right? Because, like, I can't remember at all anymore. But, apparently, I had a dream where Tom Hanks is on a rhino. And that was less than a year ago, and I don't remember <laughs> it. Yeah. So, uh, that's why I think this is a... Uh, not a... Uh, kind of made it's up not, on the spot. It's not real. It's yeah. not real. Yeah. Right? Like... Unless someone is taking is actively dream journaling, right? You can't assume anything about anything. And even no. then, when d- people are dream journaling, that's just their interpretation of the dream post post waking, right? Yeah. And that shit is slippery as fuck. <laughs> uh, so Lear continues by saying, uh, "Do you like salty foods?" When you go to the dentist, how much anesthesia does it take to numb the area? Also, okay, anesthesia sounds... is not a numbing agent. And like, what the fuck are those questions? That's super creepy. Okay. Yeah. If if somebody asked me those things, I'd be thinking, what are you going to do to me? What are you yeah. thinking about doing to me? <laughs> he's, he's asking it and then just like counting pills quietly in his hand. Yeah. Super creepy. Yeah. Super uh, creepy. And then Val says, I don't care for salty foods, and it usually just takes one shot. Uh, the interview with her sister was pretty identical, including a dream about the creature three months later. Uh, however, when he interviewed the mom, the questions became uh, very leading, I'll say. Uh, Do they become hornier? <laughs> What's your cup size? Uh, so Lear says, how did you feel knowing your daughters may have seen a creature from another world? Uh, what? Which, that's his opening question. That is literally his opening question? Yeah. Okay, there's a better way of saying this. Uh, the better way of saying this is, do you recall when your daughter saw something, first of all? Yeah. What do you believe that was? Do you have recollection of your daughters having seen a thing? Yeah. Um... Or do you have your daughters ever... Say, I don't know, that's not the right question to ask. It's a very and, bad a bad question. Bad question. Louisa says, uh, I did not know if this was one of God's creatures or something else. Lear says, did you consider this might have been one of God's creatures from a different world? What? Louisa, yes, I did. In fact, I felt it was truly one of God's creations from somewhere else. What? Lear says, did you ever see a UFO or have an unusual experience you couldn't explain? Louisa uh, goes on by saying, when I was nine years of age, uh, I was staying at my grandmother's house. I looked up a hill at the front door and saw a figure wearing strange clothing. Uh, Okay. Lear says, did you ever have any lifelike dreams that involved flying machines or strange beings? What? The, this is no longer an interview, by the way. This is just a guy trying to get a lady to say some shit. Yeah, this is, like, weird. Yeah. Uh, Louisa says, I never told anyone this, but it happened uh, to my daughters. I had a dream that my daughters and I were sucked up to the roof of our house into an airplane. 
Lou says, did you wake up in the morning with strange marks on your body? Louisa says, I don't think so. I think she had a big fucking red handprint on that ass. Um, (laughs) God damn it. Lear says, do you like to eat food with a lot of salt? He, he, he's really into the salt thing. He likes the salt. It's very strange. And Louisa says, oh yes, I just love to pile salt on foods I eat. I just can't get enough salt. What? Weird answer. Huh. I'm just going to say weird, weird answer. And she, again, there's a translator. So this, you know, it could be getting lost there a little bit. Uh, and Lear says, how's your vision at nighttime? And she says, I'm only able to see out of my left eye. Um, interesting. I mean, interesting. that's the thing that can happen. It's, I mean, she has an eye patch. She does? No. No, she doesn't. Oh. <laughs> God damn it. I did it. I fell. I fell for it. Uh, and I've not seen the video, just a text transcript that was published. Um, and this part seems wild. I can't picture someone talking like this. Uh, and I'm going to keep going with the Louisa portion because while his transcript seems to have been changed to not seem like a real conversation to me, uh, what we have not covered so far on the podcast is what an interview between a UFO investigator and an interviewee may look like. Um, mm-hmm. Whether it's real or not, uh, it will uh, lend us insight on what questions and answers would flag an investigator to conclude an individual may have had real interactions with an extraterrestrial. Okay, I feel like that was tongue-in-cheek, but let's go. <laughs> John, I wrote this almost exactly a year ago, so I don't know if that was tongue-in-cheek or not. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, so the first question... I, Brandon, I'm going to take up Lear's speaking parts from here in. Okay, uh, okay. And you'll be Louisa. So, uh-huh. um, Lear, uh, when you wear jewelry, do you notice your skin change color? I can't wear jewelry at all because my arm or other parts turn numb. I have not noticed if there was any change in color. Okay, she needs to go to a doctor. Go see a doctor. She has it's, some nerve issues. That shouldn't happen. That should. That's not what happens. Um, also, what a weird question. Uh, do you have any problems with electrical or electronic equipment? What? Sometimes when I walk into a room, the lights will just go off or I turn on a switch and nothing will happen at all. Sometimes the TV will just change channels when I come into the room. It makes me really mad. Is the, is the electrical in her home okay? Is the, yeah, is the electrical Okay. Does she have a large radio antenna in her back pocket? <laughs> I, I mean, there's just so much. There's so many questions. There's so many things that would have to be debunked before you, like, have to be, like, checked and ruled out before you could arrive at that conclusion. Um, Does she own a Flipper Zero? She might. Um, from here, in 2005. Inter- she might. Uh, from here, the interview uh, sort of jargonly becomes normal questions again. Um, and I'll just make a summary of what Lear writes up about the interviews and his conclusions. Uh, first, he states that since numerous investigators from Brazil and the United States had interviewed both girls and the mother previously, that he found no purpose to ask them the same question for the purpose of brevity. So it's like, um, someone already asked you this, so I'm not even going to bother asking you. Okay, that's... 
All right, fine. <laughs> While I don't have access to those previous interviews, I would be interested to see um, how over the past few years their answers maintained or evolved. Uh, yeah, like, like you can't just say, like, I'm not going to ask these questions because I've already heard them and not, like, reproduce the, the answers. Yeah. Uh, okay. It is also possible that after so similar interviews that they may have had time to alter their responses based on the response from investigators, right? They might be changing their answers a little bit to try to get a better reaction out of the people interviewing well, yeah, them. That's, that's like, that's like, like investigation 101. And when you're trying to like, like, people want to make the interviewer happy, even if something's dog shit. They still want to make the interviewer happy because the thing is people are fundamentally social creatures and they want to make people happy. Oh yeah. Your job Um, as a researcher or an interviewer is to like allow people to be upset. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I, I'm going to say this because I don't think I mentioned it in here. I think for some of these interviews they are being paid by like newspapers or TV shows. So they're, they are getting some cash flow. Um, Okay. So I have no evidence um, that they're altering their responses uh, based on different investigators and reactions. And I have no evidence this is the case. But if it was, more power to you, girls. If I was being paid for my time for an interview, perhaps I would start to cater my responses in a manner to drive more interviews because the hustle's real, right? You want to give a good fucking interview to get more people to ask you for interviews because that's more money. Yeah, you juice it. Right, juice like, it. like whatever. I mean, yeah. that's just the way it is. Get you the shouldn't... money. It's you guys saw a guy taking a shit, and now every newspaper wants to talk to you and give you fifty bucks. Milk it. Listen, listen, listen. There could be a lot of good stories in talking about a man taking a shit. Oh, talking about taking a shit. All right. So, do you know... <clears throat> I'm assuming the answer is no, but do you know Blippy? Blippy? So, Blippy is a um, B-L-I-P-P-I. So, it's a children's television show. Oh, the orange dude. Yeah, the, the orange, orange hat dude. dude. Yeah, so orange hat. my daughter doesn't... <clears throat> not that she doesn't like it. She doesn't take interest in Blippy, but my sister was here yesterday. I Eric and I work on Saturdays, so my sister will uh-huh. help watch her on occasion. And... Um, so we came in, I'm flipping through Netflix, trying to find a show to watch. And uh, my sister's like, don't, don't put on Blippi. And I'm like, why, why no Blippi? So Blippi, the kid's show guy, he had, he had a website called harlempoop.com. You know, when the Harlem shake was a thing, it's on archive.org now. So Blippi, basically the Steve from Blue's Clues of this show has a video to Harlem shake where he stands on a toilet and takes a diarrhea on top of his friend. <laughs> it's only an archive.org. He fucking... <coughs> he had a guy pretend to be a lawyer and just copyright strike fucking everything. But it's on archive.org. Ha. <laughs> uh-huh. So yeah, he he was a shock co- video content creator. Yeah, interesting. Which I'll say this: 
my daughter doesn't find we it. We use Flippy like as an example of who to tell our kids to who to avoid at playgrounds or supermarkets. <laughs> so if you have kids yourself and you know who Blippy is or nieces or nephews and you want to watch Blippy take a shit on another man. <laughs> Harlempoop.com. Huh. Harlemshakepoop.com. Uh, whatever. It's on archive.org. Let's Google Blippy shit. <laughs> Turd boy. <laughs> Underwear man. Interesting. Uh. The result is a uniquely millennial hybrid of Mr. Rogers and Jake Paul. (laughs) I hate it. (laughs) Uh, He then talks about how the girls and mother formed an emotional bond with the creature. Even though... One, not all of them have fucking seen it, and they ran away immediately. They didn't form an emotional bond with it. I don't arrive to the same conclusion after reading this transcript. (laughs) Did you just watch the video? No, I I read somebody writing about it on BuzzFeed News. Oh, God. On the floor, a friend whose identity is not known. Leans against the wall in a contorted shoulder stand, his head and neck on the He's floor, on his, his hips in the air. With his legs up. <laughs> his legs dangling down. He is also fully nude, except for goggles and a swim cap. A black bar <laughs> has been edited over his genitals, blocking out not just his penis and scrotum, but also the full taint and behold. After a few seconds of dancing on the toilet, it happens. <laughs> Steezy admits an explosive stream of shit, a cacophonous eruption that sends feces splattering across the room in a shotgun-like spray of poo pellets. Shit hits the wall, the glass shower door, the floor, and a sizable chunk hits the intended target, the spread cheek ass of his friend. <laughs> Steezy giggles and continues dancing as does his friend for a few seconds until you can hear the unmistakable sound of gacking, though he never stops attempting to wiggle his legs in a dancing motion. It is undeniably, unequivocally, fucking hilarious. The, uh, I believe he described it as an art project. And again, this is <laughs> We've created an artist rendition. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay. I want to see an artist rendition. <laughs> That's not it. That's not it. I'm well, sorry. You just oh sent my me God. Japanese. <laughs> I sent you. Uh, I don't know what it says, but <laughs> where's the artist rendition? Uh, the artist. It's you have to scroll down a little. This is written by. Oh, uh, I had to click on warning graphic content. Yeah, yeah. that's accurate. Katie, no hundred percent accurate. <laughs> Katie Notopolis. <laughs> And it's one of the funniest articles I've ever read. Thank you. I am dead. Anywho, I've now made an emotional connection to a video I have never seen and have no intention of seeing. So I'm going to assume that they did actually make an emotional connection to this creature. Because I have an emotional connection right now. Yeah. Uh, with regard to the two sisters who gave a near identical interviews, he concluded they had no involvement with the abduction phenomena. Uh, however, okay. as you may have guessed, he states the mother answered most of the questions in a manner that would suggest she was abducted. What? Citing the dream about being on an airplane, 
Uh, and then immediately saying, I did not pursue a description of the flying aircraft at this interview because he did not want to suggest that she may have been abducted. Which, what? again, I call bullshit on that. You're a UFO researcher. It, it, it UFO research center with the prominent UFO investigator interviewing people with fucking cameras uh, yeah. and a translator. Like, ask about that. You're, that's what you're there to do. Yeah, that that's also he basically asked if they were abducted. Like, yeah, for all intents and purposes. Like, let's be real. Like, we're in a post X Files world. Like, everyone knows. Yeah, most people. Said, most people. Yeah, it, it's yeah. And he said that it, that question could be pursued at a later date. I don't find these reasons to be satisfactory, but let's No, continue. they're not. They're really not. They're terrible. They're no. terrible reasons. Uh, he then said one other primary reason she may have been abducted <clears throat> was seeing hooded beings as a child. What? I did not read many interviews by ufologists, but I take this to mean, and I somewhat recall this being the case with UFO shows on TV, that abductees have experiences with aliens as children, and the experiences follow them throughout life. Well, yeah, that's that's a thing. But like, but like, okay, why did he pivot off of the thing he was actually like, like? This is such a weird pivot. Yeah, like I mean, he's a foot guy, so who knows? <laughs> he then continues to say that her possibility of being abducted is also derived from off-camera conversations saying okay, that she had relatives who had seen lights in the sky, dreams of floating out of their houses into some flying craft and having marks on their body, etc. But then, but that's relatives. That's not her. That's relatives. That's not her. Get her to say it on camera. Yeah. Like, the camera's there. The translator's there. Say, hey, we had some conversations, but we weren't, you know, on Could you record. repeat what we said before? Exactly. I mean, I would still not believe it because, like, that could be coached, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Um, which, turn on your camera, dude. Tell her to wait and then turn it on and continue. It's 2005. You don't have to get a new spool of tape. I was a freshman in high school, and our media class had these fun handheld digital cameras. Even my yeah. dad had a digital, like, photo-style camera capable of taking and recording video at the time. We made some very questionable videos. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, the last part of the One interview... of them involved a... One of them had... Uh, there was a video from my... I don't remember... I don't think you were in our class. I wasn't you? in your group. It was... Who yeah. was it? You, uh, it Andy... It was me, Andy, Steve... Yeah, and there is a video of uh, there's a video that exists of one of the members of the group doing a handstand walking across a line that has the U.S. has a, a piece of paper that says U.S. Mexico, <laughs> and that was the whole video. That was the joke. Fun times. Yeah. Uh, the last part of the interview did taint Lear for me. Uh. He was very promising, but choosing to omit what may be significant questions for the sake of brevity and then having more significant portions of an interview off camera definitely muddied the water of what otherwise would have been a really good interview. Like, he went there and, and interviewed the people that saw it. Yeah, um, I mean... He got first-hand witnesses and he fucked up. Yeah, well, also he fucked up by showing up nine years later. Yeah, true. Like, he already fucked up. Like, this is just yeah. a double fuck up. Uh, anyway, so this was the first event of the Var Varkina event. Uh, the next involves the capture of two extraterrestrials by the military. 
for this, it seems he will be interviewing Bira, Ubijara, um, who read all the literature and had conversations with other prominent investigators. Although, um, yeah. What? So he's but going like... to interview Ujibara on the UFOs that were captured by the military. Okay. Um, Why? Although, uh, I don't know. Although like... there's no particular order in which he relates the case. I will, so he's I not get... related in any way, shape, or form. Is yeah, what and he's, he's, saying. he's not related. He's just a guy that talks to a lot of other guys. Yeah, so why are you fucking interviewing him? I don't know. Uh, so I guess we'll find out what he means. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's really muddy. Uh, or otherwise, to me, like, I'll try to find the order of events. That seems pretty important. I don't like. Okay, okay. So, so he's he, basically, basically what you're telling me is Bira is like, I don't know. I don't know the actual order of things. And I'm just going to tell you things in any which way, which is fucking yeah. worthless, right? Yeah. It, 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 there's no, there's no reason to have that. You're not, you don't have like a, you don't have a fucking like timeline. There's no chronology that exists. And then on top of that, I don't even think this dude was there, right? No, no. He actually, so Ujibara was on vacation when the event actually happened. And he came back, I think, like two or three days after. Yeah, so he so, wasn't around for any of this. He just showed up. After. So why the fuck would I even give a shit? I don't yeah. care. I like I literally can't give a shit yeah. about what he's saying. And uh, oh, however, Lear states that he is going to interview Bira in the order that he believes the events happened. So that's Ujibar is basically like, I'm saying shit in whatever fucking order, and then Lear's saying. <sighs> He's guessing at a timeline, and he's going to be approaching it from, like, what he's constructed in his head. <clears throat> and uh, he said that there was a hailstorm, not typical for the season, that broke windows and caused massive damage and destroyed the footprints of the creature. I want to say that, like, a lot of the time, hailstones... Hailstorms... A lot of the most... <laughs> a lot of the time, a hailstorm's worth noting is because it's not typical for the season. And it seems an awful lot like Hailstorms happen out of season pretty fucking frequently, actually. Yeah. It's always hailstorm season. Yeah, I mean, it's it just has to be cold enough in the air. Um, so now one thing I do have going for me is that airports keep very good historical weather data. Mm-hmm. Well, Varginia Airport either wasn't present in 1996 or was using other weather stations. I don't know. But other nearby weather stations say it was between 65 to 75 degrees Fahrenheit at 6 p.m. And there was a thunderstorm. So nine years later, perhaps there was hail, but definitely some form of weather event happened. Um, I do find it curious that there was no mention of the weather during the initial interviews. uh, Although other stations had the same temperature, but had no clouds. So it was... It looked like it was one of those storms that is pretty intense, but had, like, super localized. You know what I mean? Like, those super localized mm, thunderstorms mm-hmm. that happened yeah, were like, yeah, yeah. I'll be leaving work, and it's fine. And then by the time I get to, like, Saugerties, it's like, where the fuck did all this rain come from? And then I leave Saugerties, and I'm like, it's fucking clear again. Nothing's wet. I think that's yeah. one of what happened. Um, mm-hmm. uh, pretty Pretty normal. 
once again. Yeah, like, pretty normal. Weather's weird. Yeah. Uh, there's. Oh, let me see what I wrote because I just. Uh, although other stations had the same temp and no clouds, it may be one of those storms that's pretty intense but had hard to find edges. If you know what I'm talking about, where you can mm-hmm. see some shit going down that's like 15 minutes away, and by the time you get there, it's over. Um, I see this all the time during commute from like from where I live to where I work. There'll be like flipped cars and fucking inches of snow when I get home and it's like nothing fucking happened, yeah. which is true. Like I'll be going down the road that gets me to where I work. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That road's like, fucking a nightmare though. Yeah. Yeah. Like there'll be actual cars uh, like that, f- like found their way into ditches. And then by the, when I get through the traffic circle and I'm home, which it's like an 18 minute drive. Yeah. The grants fucking dry. There's no weather at all. It's it's wild sometimes. You know what's even wilder? You literally wrote this a year ago yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So I wrote that. I said, even today, February 3rd, 2023, <laughs> there are power outages and trees down on the main highway. And when I get home, it's just normal and like a little windy, but fucking cold. It was minus 17. You have three numbers there. Yeah, with Winshaw. I forget where those numbers came from. This was a year ago. It was really cold. It sounds like it sounds like you had just come in from out being out in the cold and you're just like, I don't know, fucking negative seventeen degrees Celsius, negative twelve degrees Fahrenheit, negative twenty four degrees Celsius. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I just wrote with wind chill what exposed skin hurts. I I, I probably did just get home and I was mad because I was cold. <laughs> That I, I think I'm reading this 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 whole paragraph right here reads as Brandon just got back from driving and it was cold and he's mad. That's <laughs> absolutely what happened. That is my interpretation of your prose there. Uh, it was during this storm that two military police officers traveling in their vehicle spotted another creature. This entity resembled the creature that was described by the girls earlier the same day. Bira even posits that it is possible it's the same creature. According to testimony, the creature was seen trying to cross a street corner and was limping, apparently in some sort of physical distress. It gave no resistance as one of the young officers put it in the back of their vehicle. And thus concludes episode two of the Varginha UFO. Uh, part three, we're going to be leaving the interview of the three women and going to be covering the military and the medical testimony. This is a dumb story. <laughs> <laughs> this this is I Why did he think that this was worth a book? I don't it this is the book. Why? It's um can you show me the 150 pages? Show me the size of the print. I want to see what the the font what we're talking about in terms of like fonts. Oh, I'll say so here's the thing. It's it's normal font. I'll say 12 font. Lots of pictures. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That That's weird. That's a weird amount of effort. Yeah. I mean, I do appreciate the pictures. Oh, here's uh He had lots of pictures of just walls. Hmm. Interesting. Lots of wall photos. It's just here's a picture of a locked door. Here's a picture of a dude. Here's a picture of uh, Medinho taking a shit. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. 
<sighs> Anywho. Um yeah, so that's that's our episode. Uh thanks for listening, everyone. Sorry about the talk about man taking a poop on another man into his butthole. It's if you're listening to this and it's not your first episode, we know we love the poop talk. We kinda do though. We talk a lot about poop. We do. It's been brought up more often than it probably should be. No, I mean like other people who are not us have been like, you guys talk about poop a lot. Really? Yeah. Has that actually happened? Yeah. Weird. At least two times. Huh. Interesting. It happens. It's an event when it happens. I mean, to be fair, when, when it comes to poop and like 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 um when when it happens, when it strikes. Uh, so I don't know how f- I, I I feel like you've seen you've seen me encounter this situation, but it's a very uh my family trait to have emergency poops. <laughs> yep. If you know what I'm talking about, where like yeah. like your entire life becomes about having to find a, a toilet. Um, yeah. And that's like the normal way of operation. So like, there's a reason why it, it 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 factors a lot because it's one of those things that like terrorizes one's life. <laughs> <laughs> your col when your colon hates you. Yes, yes. That that is what I would describe my life as. In addition to me, my brain hating me, my colon also hates me. My body hates me. <laughs> <laughs> my my existence. Uh, has like like openly rebels against itself at all points um anywho <laughs> this has been cryptopedia if you enjoyed cryptopedia uh be sure to check out our website cryptopediacast.com or instagram at cryptopediacast twitter is at cryptopediacast i don't post either of those anymore because uh i just don't have anything to post really right like i don't like to make bullshit stuff to post and like we're we're podcasts about cryptids. I'm not gonna go out and take fake pictures of cryptids. There's yeah, yeah I don't I don't post I don't do social stuff really. I really it's, don't. I I just consume now. I do it so infrequently that every post I post, I'm sure everyone that follows me gets the notification. Because like you'll get the like oh someone hasn't posted in a while and it floats to the top of your timeline yep. and it's like it's the I'm sure every single one of mine is is that. Yeah. Yeah. I like fun stories. I post lots of fun stories. Lots of memes. I don't post anything anymore. Other than uh, being happy that MetaZoo's gone. Um, that fuck. was your first post in a minute, huh? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. It was a post of, It was a post that I made as a fuck you, MetaZoo, for not like reaching out to us. Although, to be fair, if MetaZoo like, asked us to do anything, I would have probably just thrown a box in a wood chipper and filmed it. Yeah. And that would have just been like... <laughs> what i did as just like the flex um anywho if you want to email us with anything cryptopediacast gmail.com or us at cryptopediacast.com uh we have a youtube that i haven't updated in a while uh because my computer changed and all of my settings got fucked um for the the uh the the thing that generates the videos so uh that's at cryptopedia um 
We have a Patreon, which really just keeps lights on. So thank you for uh, contributing, everyone. And Brandon, will you thank our jackalopes this week? I will. Let me open a uh, a different episode because that list is a year old. Yeah, open up the rock. Yeah, the rock let me is, go is to, to here. This button. Clicky, clicky. Scroll, 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 scroll. Fourteen pages for the rock. The rock was a long one. There's they have some good pictures though. All right, so thank you to our jackalopes. We've got Will Smith, Bushcraft Kelso, Lenwood S. Sharp, Bird Schneider, Vardy Von Party, and Clay Sinclair. That was an interesting way of saying Marty Von Party. What did I say? I, I don't know. It just like was like Marty Verparty. Marty Verparty. Marty Verparty. Marty Verparty. I've been talking Marty for v- an Marty, hour. Marty Havarty. Marty Havarty. Um. Anywho, so uh, in terms of other stuff, uh, if you enjoy the podcast, be sure to check out our Discord. That's where we mainly communicate. If you enjoyed the podcast, rate, review, subscribe, monster request stories, all that shit. Indeed, indeed. You could find me on Instagram at donkey underscore hands. My website is boyerb.com. My email is brandon at cryptopediacast.com. <clears throat> and uh, my Twitter is at uh, brandon, Twitter brandon. Tweet, tweet. Uh, at Crypto Brandon. Yep. Yeah, yeah that's what it was. Um, I'm on Instagram at Mute2057. My Twitter's at JF Dunham. My website's JohnDunhamGames.com, and I'm John at CryptopediaCast.com. Our art was done by Tom Hill. You could find him on Instagram at Thomas Michael Hill. His website is GreaterGloryCo.com, and his email is TomMikeHill at gmail.com. As always, I'm John. I'm Brandon. And things are going to get weird.